Bava Matziah, Perak Dalad, Mishnah Vav, 4.6, and now the Mishnah continuing on the topic of coins that are lacking, and therefore, um, to the point that they have reached the point of Unah. Ad Masai Mutil How long after receiving an invalid coin, meaning a coin that is more than a shtus, the event between its intrinsic value from its silver content and its face value, and may you uh, return it and force the transaction to be annulled? So it depends. Bekrachim, if you're talking about in a big city where money changers and financiers are, you know, available, then the amount of time it would take to go back from where you got your change made, show it to someone who recognizes the value of coins, and then if he says, no good, he's got a bad deal, you can go back and exchange it. Um, that would really be paralleling the the um, kind of principle we had for the general merchandise, which is to go show it to a merchant or someone who knows you know, in your family. And therefore, uba kfarim, if you're talking about a kfar, that means like a village, uh, where in the villages it's just, you know, it's, it's totally rural and there's no financiers, no bankers, no shulchanis there um, who would know to recognize the value of the coin. Ad arve shabasos, you have until Erev Shabbat, so Friday afternoon, uh, meaning the whole week until Friday afternoon. According to Bartanura, uh, what's happening here is that you're never going to have someone who knows coins well if you live in a village. And therefore, the people of the Kfar, all they can do is when they finally use their coins, because the notion was that there wasn't much of a money-based economy and people didn't use their coins that much. But on a Friday, you need to go buy whatever you need to buy for Shabbos. At that point, you take the coin that you received to try to spend it. And if you find that people won't accept the coin, then you learn, wow, I guess this coin is a dud, and then you could return it. So you have the whole week. Uh, according to uh, the Rambam, it's a slight variation, he says that the money changers, the Shulchani, do go to the Kfar on Friday to give them the coins they need, to make change they need, so they can go and buy their Shabbos stuff, and therefore at that point you'll be able to show it to the Shulchani. So it's not about your coin not being accepted, that you discover, you know, by um, just uh, approving the pudding, but rather you could show it to a Shulchani at that point. Now, like new paragraph. Um, once you're Statute of limitations has lapsed, meaning you know it's the next week, and therefore the there's no you're not within your rights anymore to return the coin. You should have done it last week when you had the chance, um, but now you now you can't uh, because the window's closed. Now you're stuck with the dud coin. Still says the Mishnah as a matter of midas chasidus, meaning lifnimishers, then beyond the letter of the law, imhaya makira. If the person who gave you the dud coin recognizes that that coin came from him, and he knows he's the one who gave you this dud. Even if we're talking about 12 months later, so no statute of limitations, the person who gave the dud coin should, you know, above and beyond the legal requirements, should take the coin back because so he gave you a dud. Um, Excuse me, taromes. Um, taromes, this expression of ein lo alav ela taromes means that um, all you can do really essentially is com- like, you know, complain or resent the guy for, you know, not, not going above and beyond, but not more than that. Meaning the, the point is that you have no legal recourse anymore. You can't take him to bed and force um, him to take back his invalid coin because it's kind of your fault if you um, had enough time to check into it and return it to him, but you didn't, uh, so you can't just come later and force him. So that's the point of the Mishnah, that Lifnim Meshur said then he should, but actually you, you can't force him to take it back, and most, it's Taromas. It's hard to say what Halakha Lamaisa is here, because our commercial world is so different from what they're going on back then. Uh, the Raman basically does um, learn 
if we assume that's the halacha for a second, uh, that if the coin that was given to you um, cannot be used uh, at all, um, then it's not lifnim So then that would be me'ikaradin, meaning it's like giving you a count for a bill, so to speak, like he gave you a dud. You have to take it back because he did, a, did you a bad service by giving you a dud coin. Whereas if it's the kind of coin which is um, just hard to pass on because some people will and some people won't take it, then you have a limited window, and after the window, it's lifnim din. Okay, um, now the Mishnah has a new point, it's kind of all together, like a new paragraph. It's talking about redemption of Meiser Shani onto coins. So just a super quick review of that. Um, in the years, the first and second and the fourth and fifth years of the seven-year Shemitah cycle, there's a mitzvah to take a separate um, tenth of what's left of your produce after you've separated your Truma Gadola for the Kohanim and your Meiser Rishon for the Levi. You take what's called Meiser Shani, a second tithe of what's left, and then you bring that food um, to Yerushalayim to eat it there. It must be eaten within the walls of Jerusalem. Now, already the Torah says, listen, if it's too much for you to do, like say it's, you know, it's going to spoil or it's too heavy to slap all that, you know, all those jugs of wine. So what you can do is you can transfer the Kedusha of the Meister Shani um, onto coins and then bring the coins to Yerushalayim and then spend the coins there to purchase uh, foodstuffs. Um, now, there's a rule which is that you can redeem the Kedusha onto a coin, but you cannot redeem the Kedusha onto what's called an Asimon, a slug, an unminted coin. And that's, it's based on a Pasuk. Um, so, you know, if the coin is not minted, then you're using it as a coin, you're using it simply as like a, a piece of silver, like a, I'll call it like an, an ingot, like raw silver, hack silver, whatever the story is. And that you can't do. So the question is, if you're redeeming onto a minted coin, but the coin um, now is like um, deficient in silver, so uh, do you have to be concerned that people will accept the coin just based on its silver content? And therefore, even though it looks like a coin, kind of, they're treating it as just like an ingot. They're treating it as like a, just a brick of silver, a piece of silver, and that's not a coin, that's just for its silver content. And therefore, it should, the question is, would that make it an invalid redemption to try to transfer the Kedusha from the Meister Shani produce onto such a like no longer valid coin. So says the Mishnah, Venosna Lamaser Shani Venochoshesh. Says the Mishnah here, you're allowed to transfer the Kedusha onto of Maestro Shani onto a coin, even though the coin is now um makes missing a sixth of its silver content. Sha'eno ela nefesh ra'a. Because says the Bartanura, someone who won't accept that coin based on its like on its face value, its notional value. It's a 10-shekel coin, even though it you know, only has 8 shekels worth of silver. Someone won't accept that as a 10-shekel coin anymore. He's a nefesh ra. He's like a ungenerous person. But um, other people would accept it. And therefore, um, it's not a problem. So now the Bartonor learns what's not a problem is to transfer the Kedusha from the Maestro Shani up to the amount of the intrinsic value. So again, you have a 10-shekel coin, 10-shekel, but it actually has 8 shekels of silver. So the Bartonur is saying you can transfer, um, you know, use up to eight shekels worth of value. Not ten, but eight shekels worth of value of the coin, because that's what's there. Um, the Rambam actually learns that you could actually, if the coin could be used, um, you know, some people still accept the coin, it's still considered currency, and actually you could put up to, use it up to ten shekels of value. That's the Rambam's shot Again, I guess that's more probably lahalacha, because the Rambam is probably lahalacha for Meister Shani, which is a little less divergent from the realities um, that apply when it comes to regular commercial stuff, like the first part of the Mishnah.